Hi, guys. So before I get into this week's episode, we obviously have to discuss what the fuck is going on in the world right now. I couldn't start this week's episode without acknowledging the reoccurring disgusting acts of violent racism and just blatant disregard of human life that we as a country continue to witness. As a privileged white woman, I realize I may not even have a right to be saying something about this. People may get really pissed off, but it also just did not feel right not to because what I saw sickened me. I'm aware as a comedy podcast, you guys don't come to call her daddy to listen to my political views, my religious views, my world views. I get that. You guys go to the news and leaders who you respect for that information. But I also know I have a huge platform and I think it's really fucking important that I address what is going on right now. From what I have come to understand, people of all color need to speak out and unite right now more than ever. And during this time, from what I've read, in order for any of us to acquire an understanding of people who have experienced different lives in us, have grown up differently, are experiencing different pains in us, we're going to have to listen. We're going to have to learn. We're going to have to unlearn. And we're going to have to do some serious fucking self-examination in order to take any of the positive steps that everyone is talking about right now on the internet, on the news, in order to do that and take the necessary steps towards eliminating racism, we need to be doing all these things, listening, learning. I don't want to sound preachy, but change starts individually and I'm going to take this time to figure out my part. I've been trying to take all of this in and I really fucking encourage you guys to find and do what is your role. There are so many places right now you can donate. And even if you don't have the money, that's fine. You can donate time. You can donate your services. I think also I get it. There's like so many fucking links on the internet right now. So I will continue to post um, verified links of places that you guys can go donate Um, where I have donated because I know we want to make sure obviously whatever site we're donating you're actually helping the cause so I if I get one thing across just in this intro right now I'm hoping that everyone listening can understand we have a huge opportunity right now to be the change and to ensure the momentum everyone in the world is feeling right now is sustained Let's not let this fade out in a few months or even in a few weeks, less and less posts, less on the news. I really feel our generation, the people listening to this fucking podcast, we can be the agents of change. We can do it. We can do anything we fucking put our minds to. I also think it's so important. It's like, especially right now with this whole age of like social media influencers, that should have a whole new fucking meaning right now. If you have influence, you have a voice. Say something. And I know so many people are so fucking freaked out. They're like, oh my God, I don't know if I want to say anything. I'm going to lose followers. I'm going to lose followers. Yeah, that's fine. Why the fuck would you want any of those people that are racist to fucking follow you? Be ready. Be ready to take the backlash that may come from it because anything we take is no fucking comparison to what the people living it have endured. Speak up, go donate, go participate, guys. Black lives matter. All lives matter. That's not what we're fucking talking about right now. That's not what we're focusing on. It's black lives. This is a human rights issue. It's not a political issue. So with that said, I know you guys come to the show to hear me talk about sex, relationships, and dating, and hopefully smile and laugh for an hour. And I'm here to give you guys just that. A kick-ass episode. We all have to continue to do our jobs. But this episode is not more important, not even close to more important than what is going on in the world right now. But we have to all do our jobs, and I hope I do mine this week, and I make you guys laugh and smile. And cancel culture? Yeah. 
I'm against canceling individuals over superficial drama bullshit. But fucking cancel racism. And if you're racist, go fuck yourself. I don't want you to listen to my show ever again. Do I call her daddy? Call her daddy. (laughs) This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with Sparkling Ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants. Iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine, Yum. Crank up the flavor, sparkling ice, anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Happy one day, wiener holes. It is your single father, Alex Cooper, back at it again for another lovely, lovely sexual raw dog episode of Caller Daddy. Um, so I'm in my parents' basement right now, and you know, <laughs> she signs a new contract. She's moving up in the world back to the parents' basement. I mean, you really can't make this shit up. My brother came over. He drove from Philadelphia to the suburbs of Pennsylvania, Amish land, and he walks in the door, just made the trip to come downstairs and shit on me for the fact that I was podcasting from our parents' basement. And and I get it. I actually totally agree with him. Like, this isn't exactly where I expected to be. You know, she starts her show. She's she's doing her thing. She's a single father. I feel like a weirdo. Um, Barstool sent me these two pictures that we have to put up with our advertisers. I'm sitting in my basement right now with two pictures of myself behind me and then me. So there's three of me down here in my parents' basement. The whole situation feels a little bit off. Um, and, and it's weird because being in this basement, I'm staring at specific like landmarks almost. That's definitely not the word, but like, you get what I'm saying. I have so many memories in this basement. My basement kind of was the party basement I convinced I was that kid that convinced my dad like dad if you let me drink here I won't get roofied by the kids at the party and you give me the alcohol and he's like bitch shut up but then I ended up having the party so I'm looking at like the little corner over there um that's where Alex gave her first blowjob terrifying honestly one of the worst blowjobs I think that's ever fucking come across anyone the poor kid his little weenie his little baby carrot sticking right up and I had no idea what to do go down on it like corn on the cob not a clue pretty sure I had braces no I didn't have braces did I have braces it was awful um then there's like this section of my basement that has um a carpet and I can still see these stains of the throw up that came out of all of my friends mouths at some point in time at a party from the four loco I mean it was just disgusting I'm actually really excited because Lauren, my childhood best friend, the infamous third roommate that lived with Sophia and me in the 301 is going to come on next week. And that woman, she has done some shady, shady fucking shit down here in this basement. Mom, I'm podcasting. I don't know if you guys just heard that. I don't think Joe Rogan um, has these issues, you know, where like his parents are like, Joey, <laughs> we're coming down. Like, I'm like, mom, 
enough with the dryer podcast. So that's just been like a fucking, uh, it's a, oh, fucking yes. I'm going to address that really quickly. This week's episode, I'm going to try to attempt to refrain from using the F word as much um, as I did in last week's episode. I am very aware that it offends some people. Um, I hear it from my mother. I hear it from my Nana cursing me out from the heavens above. So I'm really sorry about that, guys. I'm going to try to um, refrain from saying the F bomb so much in this episode and just just pick another expletive. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So today is going to be a really, really special day because there is a man in my life that I am going to bring on this show and I know he loves me and his name is Dave Portnoy. Dave Portnoy and I have a very interesting relationship. I know everyone on the internet is like, oh my God, Alex, are you so fucking nervous? Like, holy shit, this is so scary for you to go back to Barstool. And and does he hate you? I don't think so. And I know I could be so delusional in saying that, but I genuinely don't think that Dave hates me. I could be so fucking wrong. And he gets on here and he's like, no, I, I literally hate you. But in my mind, and I think that's the best way to live life is in denial and I think he likes me and I think that it's all a ploy on the internet. Yes, we had um, this minor, minor setback of me trying to backstab him and like ruin his entire business. But aside from the minor setback, I really think Dave and I have always had a really good relationship. So I'm going to have him on. And there's a couple things I want to talk about. Obviously, you guys want to hear all about the drama, but... I think a more pressing issue, a more call her daddy related topic that needs to be addressed when Dave Portnoy comes on here is Dave Portnoy's sex tape. What? Alex? Huh? There are some of you that may not know this, but back in the fall, Dave Portnoy's sex tape was leaked. Now, was it a full sex tape? No, it was like eight fucking seconds. However, it was a sex tape. I remember where I was. I remember how many times I watched it. I remember his exact positioning. I remember the level of tan he was. Is it creepy? Yes. As my boss, I'm not going to comment it. As the fucking call her daddy host who speaks for the daddy gang, we got to fucking grill him. I need to know if he released it. I want to know all the fucking details. Um, so we're going to talk about a sex tape. I mean, I've always wanted to have a porn star come on to this show. I think what, what, who's better to have on as the first porn star than my fucking boss, David, Davey, David Jones. <laughs> also, guys, heads up. There are a few audio moments that truly make my heart hurt in this interview with Dave, but it's his fault for being in Florida right now and not in my basement. So please forgive me. Let's get him on. The man, the myth, introducing David. All right. Dave Portnoy is with us. I am genuinely shocked 
that you have clothes on right now that you don't have like a blunt in your hand and like a naked chick on your lap um dave's in florida right now everyone hi dave hey what's up so he rescheduled me because he was hungover i was very tired i was very tired this morning that's a really professional way to say you're so fucked up and hungover so um how's florida it's better than new york uh i mean so i'm in fort lauderdale so i have a nice house i rented a house uh we rented like a fucking yacht last night so it's been good it's been that's why that's why hungover we rented like a yacht yesterday, so I was on a yacht. Thank you for the invite. Um, I'm in my parents' basement right now in Pennsylvania. I really appreciate the invite. Yeah, I, we got we got a ways to go. Wait, wait, yeah, okay, 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 fair enough. Okay, so I think it was funny because one of our first like jokingly personal connections that no one knows about, and I feel like people love this shit, is like it was in the first few months of me working at Barstool. We found out that one of your ex-girlfriends was fucking my ex-boyfriend. And we were like, oh my God, like this is such a cute connection. Like we're Eskimo cousins or like, I don't know what that makes us, but it was like a cute uh, Not little- only that, Alex, but oh. your ex met her through me. Shut the fuck up. Oh yeah. Wait, I didn't know that. Tell me that. No, I introduced, I introduced, I introduced, what, are we doing names? Are you, well, everyone's going to know who it is on my end. Oh, but okay, yeah, okay, I introduced okay. her. Like you're a matchmaker. You're like, I'm done with her. You can have her now. And well, then I know, went to he, you. He wanted to, he wanted to fuck her right away. But right. like, she, for all I know, she probably did. I mean, she fucking was fucking everybody. So who knows? It was a great story. So I was like, that's so fun because I feel like a lot of people, it's like, you don't get that personal connection with your boss to be able to be like, hey, like we have mutual people we fucked in common. Like this is so fun. Um, yeah like what the fuck so my next question is like so many people are asking us are dave and you prepared to possibly get sued by sue and his lady and will you talk about it as openly as you did the negotiations you know it's been interesting because like the one thing that happened when we talked about like the parcel crowd and the call her daddy crowd when i did the podcast it combined the call her daddy and like barstool people for the first time, which by the way, nobody has felt the full brunt. Like the call her daddy crowd, <laughs> it is like a child of barstool. It's like the same crazy mentality of like yeah. the commenters and the fans. And when they combine and go after somebody, it's like nuts. So I'm a pretty much an open book, but if they sue me or us, it'll be so preposterous that I would be forced <laughs> to like go bananas yeah no i mean we're gonna have to say something i think just because like there's so many people legally that are like well what what are they gonna sue you guys for and i'm at the same i'm like am i about to get sued like i don't know and you and i joke about it like we don't know the legal terms of a bunch of the stuff that our like lawyers come at us with but i think at the end of the day you and i are both content creators and like it is gonna be content if you and i are getting sued by the two of them like we're gonna fucking talk about it yeah Um, and i mean i really don't know I told you, I kept telling you, even before this happened, I said to you like a million times, like, I want to meet this oh guy. Oh my God. Daddy gang, every single time I would like literally talk to Dave, he would be like, I want to meet this guy. I'm like, no, trust me. You don't like you guys are literally are two different breeds. Like he's going to show up in his suspenders. Like he's going to offer you ballet tickets. And Dave was like, no, I want to fucking meet him. Like I want to get in a room with this motherfucker. Because everything I was hearing and knowing how it was going, was like this fucking yeah. guy thinks he's like the smartest guy in the room. And he's yeah. just going to like bulldoze. It's like, I don't know. I said it. I did a rant on him the other day. It's like, even oh. if this ended the other way. And I said it to you and Sophia at, on the roof deck. I'm like, if you guys leave and just quit, it's going to be World War III. Now, I think, I don't know, you'll admit it, what I was figuring was going to happen, it was going to be he said, she said, and I don't think the daddy gang was going to believe, like, my version, even though it was the truth. Yeah, I mean, I think it was pretty brilliant that you came in at the time that you did. I'll give you props for that because I think at the end of the day, when it turned that Sophia and I were so on different pages... It was going to be Sophia's story versus my story. And the fact that you came in as a third party and was able to tell the truth, I think was super critical in telling just like the entire overview of the story with no opinions involved. Okay. So people want to know, like, just in your opinion, 
what is the vibe that you're getting from everyone at Barstool and like their opinion of me? You obviously don't have to name names or you can, but like, do people hate that I'm coming back? Do people, are people okay with it? Like, what is your temperature you're getting from them? Yeah, I think there's a vibe of like, you're, we're, we're welcoming back a malcontent that can very much like help us win games of using like a sports right. analogy. And I've been saying, I don't know if you're on it. I sent like a company email when oh, I, I knew it. you were coming back and you may, you guys may have been off it because we were like, didn't trust you. So like, it's no, whenever I got anything. that email, which probably means <laughs> Sophia got that email. Probably. We're also bad at that. I like, we get people still fucking who got fired like years ago. So yeah, I sent an email that was like, Hey, we've worked this out with Alex. I know some people may be like, she's been kind of an asshole to the Barstool crowd, but like, let's start fresh. I think that's another question everyone was having was like, what are the chances of the Barstool deal with me being extended after one year? Like would Alex consider staying and would Dave, you be even open to continuing or like, what do you think? Yeah. I, um, again, I could be wrong. It to- I would totally be open to it. My instinct is you will be here more than a year. I think we'll extend, but I have no idea, but that that's my yeah. vibe. That's my vibe. Yeah, I feel like it's almost like a new chapter and a clean slate. And I obviously know it's like it's like a relationship, like trust has been broken and we need to work back up. But at the end of the day, I do think that like we'll be able to figure something out. Um, Okay, so that's like all great. And I'm really happy we covered all the business aspect of things. Like I really think we got to surface level. Now we're going to get really deep. Dave Portnoy, you have your own sex tape. And I just am so proud to have you on and I've never talked with you about it. So like we're here. Are you comfortable? Are you nervous? No, no, I don't care about it at all. Like I don't know who released it. I have no idea to this day. It was an old video. Okay. Um, and, and the girl in it like has a boyfriend or whatever. So she doesn't oh. want it out. So that's the only like reason I shy. Like, to be honest, they were clearly trying to get at me for whoever released it. But it, I was happy with how I looked in it. So I don't know why they would release it like that. It wasn't just eight seconds and I'm not performing at that level for all fucking time. So I don't know why they released that eight. I would, I am so proud of you that you as a man can just like own that. It's like, listen, that's not what it's like the whole time because those eight seconds were extremely vigorous. Eight seconds. Those two Um, moments, the sex date moment and, I've become like ingratiated with the daddy gang have yeah. like, my DMS went like bananas. I was going to say, so, okay. So everyone that didn't see it. So you're telling me that the sex tape was longer than eight seconds, but somehow there was only a clip released. That was eight seconds cut. Correct. Okay. And it was just very interesting that through that eight seconds, you were performing top notch and her face was not in it. So you did not release this tape. No. So her, and to clarify, her head was going up for a second and like a oh, yeah, you pushed I it down. It down. <laughs> oh, oh, Dave, I watched it. Yes. Um, we love we love that. Uh, that was very commendable of you. You really took the aggressive, assertive approach. And we love that here on Call Her Daddy. I think we encourage men to do that. Obviously, you have to ask the woman if she likes that kind of stuff. But she looked like she was enjoying it. Um, OK, so her face isn't in it. You don't know who released it. Right. And you're telling me. That you didn't release it. No, it was, listen, the night of it, I went to a Celtics game with like my ex-girlfriend that the, the night of, and the, I don't know what the Celtics were doing. They never do this. Like I was on court side. I was sitting next to like Gucci Mane. They took a picture of myself and my ex who were, were still friendly and like, you know, we were on good terms and I, and I liked her and they put it on the front page of Celtics.com. So it was everywhere. And she didn't really want to be like, you know, because we had broken up. It's like she wasn't sure she wanted to be seen with me necessarily because. OK, hold on. She went to a fucking courtside Celtics game, but she doesn't know if she wants to be seen with you. To her defense, she's turned it down a bunch, but we want to hang out. And I was only there. And she was telling the truth. Right, right, right. Like only want to go courtside, but like you couldn't have done like a box or anything like courtside, but like also keep it low key. The best. I would never. I know. But I also know if I'm going to be courtside, I'm going to be fucking photographed. So I'm sorry, but no, keep going. Keep going. By the Celtics, no, because we had gone to a ton and never had that happen. So. Right, right, um, right. They took the picture. 
and put it on the front of Celtics.com. And she's like, oh, I'm, it's blowing up that I'm here, whatever. So we were in bed that night, and I got a text around midnight from the Barstool account. And it's like, oh. this, is going, this is going viral. And I was like, uh-oh. And she's like, what is that? I was like, I don't want to show you. She's like, are you talking to girls? Because I'm going to fucking leave if you're talking to girls. I'm oh. like, I promise you I'm not. And she's like, well, you're like, sweetheart, me. it's way worse. Yeah, I'm like, she's like, show me. I'm like, I don't want to show you that either. She's like, well, I don't believe you. I'm leaving. So I showed it and she left anyways. Okay, so you both were aware you were filming it at the time. So this yes. was an old video. Whose phone was it filmed on? Can you tell me that? Mine. Okay. Mm. Mm, David. Mm. So who had that video other than you and your ex? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. It was very old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know either. Um, So I think it's so funny because at the time, I remember where I was when my boss's sex tape dropped, which is such an interesting situation. So I should have been at the office. I was leaving this guy's apartment in New York that I just reconnected with and I stayed at his place and I'm in bed and I'm getting up to go do a walk of shame. And I have so many fucking texts that morning like, yo, did you see Dave's sex tape, sex tape? I'm like, what the fuck? I am literally doing an Uber ride of shame home. I have a dress on, no fucking underwear. My hair is a mess. And I'm sitting in my Uber watching my boss's sex tape. I get home, go to Dwayne Reed, get some Sour Patch Cheetos and iced tea, walk upstairs, watch it like a hundred more times. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, is this like kind of fucked up and inappropriate that I'm watching it this many times? But then I also, yeah, like federal crime, like Alex, like fuck off. But I couldn't stop watching it because I'm like, as my boss, no comment. But as the Caller Daddy host, there's just so much going on there that needs to be discussed. I mean, your stance and and your performance there in that eight seconds. Yes, they were they were eight seconds, but they were a, a brilliant eight seconds. I'll give you that. Thank you. Yeah, I, and you I, know I, that when I when I was re- when that was released, I couldn't walk down the street like everybody. Like everybody was like, "Hey, saw your sex tape." Saw your sex. I mean, it was the number one. Somebody in the unboxing sent me like a framed picture. It's the number one search term on Pornhub and kind of like fuck you because I feel like there's so many sex tapes out there that like it's such a full sex tape and there's gonna be like a shitty moment people make into a meme you are the motherfucker that got the nice little eight second highlight reel looking nice and tan and your position what do you call that position like do you have you people called it it the bag it's been nicknamed the bagwell it's like an old baseball player had a a stance similar (laughs) to that (laughs) oh wow okay so but everything like went fine with it after that like you guys did you make up and like it wasn't that big of a deal yeah well we wiped we got wiped like i was there's nothing that can be like said or done about me that bothers me at this point i'm pretty (laughs) out so i didn't give a fuck i cared very much for the girl i didn't want her name released it was all about trying to protect that everyone was trying to figure it out so we did get it wiped off the internet oh really oh Wait, the last question I forgot to ask you was what did your parents, because I know you're like close with your parents, what did your parents think about your sex tape? So they didn't say anything for a while and they were in Miami <laughs> with me. We went out to dinner and finally it came up and they thought I released it to be like Kim Kardashian. So I was oh like, what my the God. Fuck are you talking about? They're like, why would I ever do that? Like we're already, so once they found out it wasn't me, they were happier. But, like, I could also see, because I thought the same thing. I was like, he looks too put together. Did Dave Portnoy do a little post-post to, like, bump the ratings? I, Listen, You know what? I wouldn't hate you for it. I, I really wouldn't hate you for there'd it. There'd be more, like, logic to that if it was, like, a recent video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. So we're going to talk about dating now because I think that as you know, and oh, I can only fucking imagine your confidence and your head was getting so large when you had control of the Caller Daddy accounts. I think you felt like the most powerful man in the world. You began to abuse it a little bit. Like, and, that and I had. Nah. Well, you were killing it at first and then you got a little greedy and then you like were getting power hungry and it was perfect for me because then finally people were like, okay, Alex, we need you back. Like he's funny, but like fucking relax. I think people were getting tired. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple questions just so that like people can get to know you because you are single right now. Yes. Yes. Okay. You are an eligible bachelor and you talk about it all the time. You're extremely rich. Are you nervous people are going to use you for your money, Dave? 
So the first girl, our mutual friend, and right, I didn't right, have right. the money back then. I didn't have the money I had Aww. now. But she uh, she definitely used me, and that was the first time <laughs> I was out of my marriage. Um, so I learned a lot from that. Like my parents were basically like, "What you lose your brain?" I'm pretty good now. I feel like scoping it out. It, the only yeah. thing is weird is like a lot of people, girls, like they think they know me already because they follow me or whatever. So I, I you don't meet you. somebody like fresh. We went on a boat yesterday, and there was a girl who was nice, pretty, and I was like hanging out with her, and then. Like she took out her cell phone and it's uh, like, let me FaceTime with my fucking friend. I'm like, I don't want to do that. And then I walked away. And then she's fa- like recording me. Like Gaz actually fucking kicked her out. And I'm like, yeah, you got to get like, so it's just weird. Like, like why, why would you it just like, I'm not a clown. That, okay. Yeah. You're not like at a carnival and like anyone listening to this podcast, like you Pulling out your cell phone makes you look like the biggest fucking loser at the party. Like, I'm sorry, but you trying to FaceTime people in. And I know that's like being really blunt. But like, Dave, tell me that's not the most unattractive 100%. thing. Like, you're never going to fuck that girl. Never. I, I never want to talk right. to her again. It was like, right. it, it, it. it's the number one fastest way for me. Like, what, what, like, what are you fucking yeah. doing? You can be freaking out inside, bitches. Like, you can be texting away, but don't fucking let anyone know. Um, or do okay. it after like if you actually yes. like me like i don't give a fuck if i go on like a couple dates with a girl she's like do you mind if like this right. guy my, my best friend like i don't care but if i like just kind of met you it's it's an insane yeah. move. um okay do you take girls on dates or do you just invite them like to come hang out dates really dates. Yeah. wait what yeah mostly dates what, what do you mean like hang out in a group or like one-on-one like, just have them come over to your apartment and put your penis in them? I don't know. No, I it, I don't like doing that at all. Oh, oh, oh. Like, you're talking Wait. about inviting somebody, like, sight unseen? Yeah, like, if you're going to meet them for the first time, like, where are you meeting a girl? Out, because what if I don't like them? True, but, like, you're taking her on a date to dinner? I mean, maybe a drink, dinner. I'm Like, I have a good enough personality, I feel like, and I'll talk yeah. to somebody enough, where you have to absolutely suck for me to like be miserable forever. Like I can get through you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Dave, you love yourself enough that you can talk to yourself through I've dinner a, and I love <laughs> fucking A plus in the living room personality. <gasps> Anyways, so what is the most expensive thing that you've ever bought for a girl? Oh well, I mean He's that's blushing. an easy one. No, it's an easy one, a wedding ring. I mean Oh, okay. Oh okay, after that, after that. It's probably my contract <laughs> yeah no it's probably like a celine bag for that fucking what? idiot yeah the one that we mutually know yes you bought her a celine bag yep oh david you've got nice taste did she pick it out or did you uh we went together the good news you went is, well the good news is we got in a fight like mm-hmm. and it ended like shortly after that and i just it fucking kicked her the fuck out and the celine bag was at my house so she doesn't <gasps> she didn't get it the next girl i hung out with no who, who came over and i didn't hook up with her oh no you know what happened she's like when's the last time you had sex and i was like last night she's like oh well then i i gotta wait it's like fine and then i just gave her the bag and she left you gave a random bitch a Celine bag? Yeah, I didn't want it. I wish I had the rooftop meeting then. What? That's wild. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, a Celine bag? Like, that's pretty impressive. Um, would you yeah, ever I was just- an idiot. Like, I, I just, I've gone a lot smarter. I mean, I'll spend a lot, I guess, if I'm, like, seeing a girl. Like, we'll go away or do whatever, but... Um, what catches your eye in the DMs? Do you look for someone that's like funny? Do you not give a fuck what they write? You're just like going to go obviously look because you're just trying to like fuck. I don't like generally like big Instagram followings because I feel like they're just clout chasers. Oh, so you, oh my God, wait, this is great for the daddy gang. So if a girl has like a thousand followers, that is like a check plus for her. You mean, because that's not a lot you mean. Right. Correct. Or is that enough? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like so would be like normal. So and like, do you usually like? Does it bother you if you see a girl who has like a shit ton of bikini pictures, or do you stay away from those girls? 
No, I won't stay away. Yeah. I won't. Stay. Okay, <laughs> I'll never stay away, guys. Um, are you going to be yeah, upset if a girl puts a finger up your butt? No, definitely not. We're really getting places today. Oh, that's 2020. good. Yeah. No, no I they- hate when dudes say they can't. They're like, no, fuck that. I'm like, no, you then absolutely fucking like it. Okay, like I wanted to like suck my toes. I wasn't no part of that. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I let her try. I did not like it. She like begged. I was like, fine, but I don't like it. Okay, and you like didn't get hard. It like wasn't hot. Okay, not my thing. Um, what is your least favorite sex position? Maybe uh, girl on top. Maybe. Really? Why? Because they don't know what they're doing. No, I'm more like a kind of like a control guy. Okay, boobs or butt guy? But dinner or drinks? I prefer dinner. Oh, are you just like completely repairing your reputation right before my eyes? Um, what are you talking well- about? I don't know. It's always, I'm a dinner guy. No, I just mean like obviously on the internet, people are like, "He's a fucking pig." You're like, I like to wine and dine a bitch before I pork her. Okay, blonde or brunette? I don't think everyone says, everyone thinks I'm blonde, but I'm not. I'm okay. equal opportunity. I mean, I like equal. Asians too. Okay. Over 30 or under 30? I oh. honestly don't care about age. A lot, Most of the girls I find who like slide in my DMs tend to be young, but, uh, and I don't give a uh-huh. fuck. Like it, it, right. personality is, personality and looks are way more important. I don't, I don't care about age and I'm always way older. So how could I care? Right, right, right. He's a giving man. Listen, if you're in your, you know, you're 20 years old he'll give you a date you know like even if you're 18 um okay will you eat a girl out on the first hookup i have no rules on any of it yeah sure oh dave that's great you're such a giving man do you like eating like do you mind eating a girl out it's not my favorite thing but i know girls are into it so what are you gonna do right 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 yeah i have no problem with it I don't know that I'm fucking good at it. It's I just like close my eyes and fucking go. Right, right, right. Well, I think that that's like, you know, you could listen to my fucking podcast. Um, You know, there is an episode. It was number one, How to Eat Pussy. And it's, you know, on your network. So you can fucking listen. Yeah, still when the lights come on, it's a different game. Right. <laughs> oh, that's actually a good question that I didn't have written down. I think a lot of girls are like super self-conscious about their vaginas. And like, you can be totally honest, like, do you stare at a girl's vagina? No, he's n- shaking no. his head. No, he's like, no, a pussy is a pussy. And I'm diving in there with my dick. Like, that's it. That's okay. Thank you. Because I think a lot of girls are super self-conscious. Obviously, we have like the porn star hot dog in a bun situation. Yeah. Other girls have like more situation going on. Okay. Um, I don't think do I've you- ever walked down and been to a buddy like, oh, that girl had like a disastrous pussy ever. Right. Right. You're like, no, I just fucked it. And it was great. Do you think you've ever received the gluck luck? Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> definitely. Oh, my God. That's great. That's really great. I'm really happy. I mean, a lot of girls have, even before all this, that's like a right. pretty common pretty. thing that girls this- will say to me. Yeah, yeah, like a pretty disgusting sloppy blowjob. That's great. Have you or ever just had like sex- slide in with like I want to give you the gluck gluck? Wow, and you've taken them up on that offer, essentially. But you're not thinking about me while it's happening, right? Anyways, fuck. No. Hey, listen, people have asked me that a billion times. Like, have I hooked up with either you or Sophia? Oh, we need I- to address like, that. It's like I fucking hated them so much. They might as well have been like. The two grossest humans, like in the world, Dave. All right, relax. <laughs> um, no, I I agree. Like, I think there's we have to address it because um, there was a screenshot posted. Did you see it? And it was Sophia. like so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sophia was talking to her guy best friend, and she said um, Dave forced her to do a show with an employee he was fucking, and people think you and I had sex and then people were damning me it was my favorite they were like do you and dave have secret sex dave pornoy have you and i ever had sex any sexual relations even okay and we've never had sexual relations no and that fucking dm is like i didn't force anybody to do fucking shit i think also it's funny because i was thinking and i'm like i think the only time we've ever touched skin is when i shook your hand the first day i met you and then after that i know i don't even shake your fucking hand i wave at your head hello dave goodbye dave so the last two questions was, what is your favorite sex position? Doggy. 
classic. I could have called that from a mile away. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that's like basically it. I think I just wanted to ask you like, I personally feel like we're kind of like ready to put this drama to bed. You know, people made their own decisions. People date who they date, love who they love, make business decisions. You and I are in business together. I think that we're working on a healthy, open, honest relationship, no sex involved. Um, And I think that like the drama's over. You know what I mean? Is there any last things you want to like say on it? No, it's what I, I mean, I'd say this to you privately. I'd say it to you publicly. And I think I've said it. I said it on the podcast. I said to everybody who who has worked with us, there's plenty of people like don't like me, but I will never truly hate anybody. No matter what happens, if everyone's just honest with each other, that was the thing that like drove me crazy. So um, I think we're on the same page now and I'm excited. Oh, yeah. That was one of the last questions was, what's your opinion of me now? Like, honestly, I'd be a total fucking moron if it's just like, yep, we're going to be great and ready to roll. (laughs) It's like, let's start building it up and get the trust back. And hopefully it works exactly like how we want it to work moving forward. But are you going to still tell the girls that you hang out with that I'm a fucking idiot? No, 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 not even. <laughs> I, I, I always say it was, it's like, she's smart. Well, a lot of people saw a very different side of you too. In your yeah. first video, that is a side that I knew existed like yeah. forever. So yeah, it's, it's not I, an idiot. It was more like, I fucking hate these girls. Yeah. But you don't hate me now. No, not now. You never really hated me. No, I hated you. <laughs> I okay, well, I, <laughs> no, I can see that. And I think, I think that's a good point that you just said, like I, a part of me is almost, there's obviously good comes out of bad situations. And I do, I said it on my first podcast. I was like, I do feel like there was a side of me that I couldn't show the internet just because it wasn't on brand. And I do feel like this is like a new era for me to be able to actually incorporate the Alex that you see in business meetings and behind closed doors, because I think people were so fascinated prior to this entire situation. Like, what is it like being in a business meeting with Alex Cooper? Like, does she not have a brain? Right. One of the things that I always get And I would say, even when I hated you, it's like when people are trying to side with us, Barstool, they're they're two jitses, anybody can do it, put two like whores up there, have them talk. That's just wildly inaccurate. We've gotten so many submissions, 99.9% of them are bad. Like your success was not a fluke. So it is good to be able to show that side probably to a degree. All right. Thank you for coming on. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, guys. So before we move on to the last segment, best segment, um, I wanted to clarify something for you guys for the daddy gang. So I know I told you guys that moving forward, I'm going to have daddy gang guests come on. I am planning on having daddy gang on, but it will most likely be in two to three, four episodes. Why that is right now is I'm trying to figure out how to organize this. We're having people submit their stories. And the first issue, and I've, I'm very aware of it, is I want to make sure these are real stories. Um, we want to make sure that people aren't just like making shit up to come on the show. So it's almost like I was about to say we have to do background checks. We're not doing like background checks, but every show has to take these measures. Just bear with me for the next few episodes. I'm going to have Lauren on and a couple other people on before we can have daddy gang on because I just want to make sure that when we come on, it's real ass shit. And you guys don't hate me for someone coming on and being like, well, I fucked Bradley Cooper. And it's like, bitch, that was a lie. So we just need to, you know, tighten up the screws, a little scroopy doopy. Um, and then we'll have daddy gang on. And I'm really fucking excited. I'm also really fucking excited for a little thing I like to go. <laughs> Questions of the week. Questions of the week. Questions of the week. Guys, questions of the week. Um, I understand I lose followers every time I do that. You know, it's a risk I've got to take. Okay. First question. Alex, sending love. I also had a best friend breakup this year, so I totally felt everything you said in the last episode. Thank you. 
So I fucked up and did the opposite of the daddy thing to do and got so clingy with a guy I met on a dating app over quarantine. Can I come back from this? We were messaging all day, every day for a month until he literally said it was too emotionally draining. So I fucked up and I know it, but I want to slide back in and fix things. Do the dip in, dip out method, etc. Do I address the fact that he was right and it was too intense or do I just come back with a snap and pretend like nothing happened? Do I just forget about him? Anyways, you totally have my support, daddy gang forever, even in the single father era. All right, listen, men hate talking about shit. Most, most men hate talking about feelings, hate talking about emotional shit like this. So I think you sending a text addressing the fact that you were a little too fucking aggressive and too forward is a no-go. This happens a lot, but men have very short-term memories. They're like little puppies, all right? Especially when you post a hot picture or something to the internet. So there are two ways to go about this. The best thing is to send him kind of like a hot picture on Snapchat see his temperature if he opens it if he responds if he doesn't respond then I would let it go for a little bit Um, and then you really got to give it a few months but if he does respond what I would do is make a joke somewhere in like your second third conversation and throw in there making a joke about like yeah well I used to be a psycho like promise no emotions this time lol Saying something like that, but not having a conversation about it, addressing it and the man not having to comment is, is like a guy's dream. When girls think that they need to address it and be like, okay, hi, Jeffrey, listen, I understand that I was like way too much last time and I'm ready to move forward and really take things way slower and not be too aggressive. Are you okay? Like, and then he's going to be like, bitch, I don't want to talk about this. Men want to know that you figured your shit out and they don't have to deal with it anymore. So if you can send a hot snap, he answers two to three combos in drop a joking line about how you're a fucking psychopath and you're aware of that. And like, I woke up and I don't even know what fucking came over me. Like, sorry. That is way more the kind of tone I think men like to have. Figure your own shit out and let him know you figured it out, but you don't need to have a conversation with him because men and emotional conversations with women that they're not even fucking dating, they're just fucking and hooking up with, it's like a no fucking go. Okay. I have been dating my boyfriend for five years and I don't want to have sex with him. For like the last year, I've had to force myself to have sex with him and focus so hard on coming. I love him and I don't want to break up, but I don't find him attractive. I've told him thousands of times to fix his bed game, change his style, be more attractive, literally everything to try to make him more attractive. What do I do? Do I dump him or do I stick it out? Okay. Wow. Here's the thing. Everyone is different. And I think it's really important to focus on the fact that There are some people in the world, as much as we joke on this podcast about how everyone's sex drive should be 100%, you should be wanting to fuck like rabbits 24-7. There are some people that sex is not a huge driving factor when they are entering into relationships. Shocking. Mm, Not really, okay? There are some people that don't have that height of testosterone or don't have hormones that are like, I want to fuck 24-7. So... If I was personally in a relationship and was not attracted to the guy anymore, which has happened, I think you need to end it. And I don't mean that in a superficial way, like, oh, I wasn't attracted to his looks anymore. No, everyone knows that point. It's a turn in a relationship where all of a sudden just everything grosses you out about that person. Like they're annoying. They're irritating. The way they fucking breathe is annoying. Just the way they look is annoying. The way everything they do is annoying. And if you are no longer attracted to them, I think personally for me, then I would get out of that situation. But if you are not an overly sexual person and you are okay with not having a lot of sex and your partner is more so like your best friend, that's a complete different situation. And I think everyone has to um, be aware of like, what, who are you? How, how important is sex to you? And it seems like sex to this girl writing in, it's really important to you. So if you are disgusted with your boyfriend um, and you've been trying to tell him to somehow be more attractive and it's just not working... I would say move on. You seem very unhappy and I think that you better cut the cord or else like what's the point in staying in a relationship like that? 
Question about my ex-girlfriend. So I met this girl on a dating app. We dated for four months. And during the beginning of quarantine, she FaceTimed me and she told me that she wanted to remove the title and just be friends. Basically, we broke up. I unfollowed her on Instagram and then she blocked me. After being blocked for like one month, she unblocked me. Both of our Instagram accounts are still private and we don't follow each other. She still follows my family members on Instagram, though. Should I try to follow her on Instagram? Why did she suddenly unblock me? What do I do? Oh, men, what it's like to be a man. Listen, women can be fucking crazy, batshit, if anything. What you have to understand is a lot of the time, if a female is pissed off, she makes emotional decisions in the heat of the moment that do not hold for shit in a few months, let alone a few hours okay so I mean I hate to fucking expose this but it's the fucking truth so the fact that she told you that she just wanted to be friends and take the title off and then you unfollowed her oh bitch you unfollowed me well now I'm gonna block your ass I'm gonna one up your ass like that's sometimes how women think in the heat of the moment so the fact that she unblocked you and she still follows your family I don't want to hype you up too much, but that's a really fucking good sign. That means that she's still holding on. Like I wouldn't follow a guy's family member still if I didn't think that there was any chance in the future that I may potentially get back with that guy. So if I were you, I would either follow her if you really want to, or you could just send her a snap or you could slide into her DMs with like a funny video or a gif or something and not fully follow her yet. Um, But I think it's a really good sign. This is so weird, but ever since the Caller Daddy drama, I've been having fantasies about Dave Portnoy. I'll be masturbating and he pops into my mind and I come immediately. What the fuck is wrong with me? Wow, Dave is going to be so fucking happy this episode he's just gonna be fucking having the time of his life you know girlfriend whatever teacher your boat you know um i personally i don't masturbate to my boss um but you know if that's what's getting the job done a lot of women can't even come so if you're coming and it takes my boss to make you come then you know more power to you sweetheart like i'm not gonna get in the way of you and your fucking oh okay this girl asked so like i can't come without my clip being touched except I feel weird touching it myself and guys don't seem to understand that and it needs to be touched the whole time I'm having sex. How do I say something without it being awkward? All right. I think that there's a lot of this comes from insecurity and girls are so in their head when they're going to have sex and the thought you're like laying there and you're like, put your hand down there, put your hand down there, rub your own clip, bitch, fucking do it, fucking do it. And there's a lot of girls that are so in their own heads and they won't do it. You're like paralyzed. You're, you're like, today is the day I will rub it. And then he's fucking you and he comes all over your fucking belly. And you're like, so like, I just got fucked, but I didn't fuck. And it's like, no, 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 no. On call her daddy. If you are not rubbing your clit while you are fucking, you are not living. And I'm telling you, men think it's so hot too so it's like a win-win it feels good for you and you think it looks hot you know what I mean so it's like I understand that it's a little scary and I understand there are people listening to this podcast and we make sex sound so easy and everything but it's not it's not easy and I it's not like you're gonna do it and he's gonna be like what are you doing hey stop touching that what are you doing (laughs) no he's literally gonna be like god damn Now I'm just going to come faster. So like, I think that it's all, a lot of this is every woman is so in their heads during sex and fuck men because a lot of men just get to just cruise through life with regard to sex and they barely have to think about anything other than fucking not splooging too fast. Women, we are thinking with our heads the whole time during sex. And if I can give you any advice, it's practice with yourself, practice by yourself and then do it when you're having sex and, and let all your inhibitions go and just enjoy yourself. I would challenge every single woman listening to this podcast. The next time you go to have sex, do not focus on how hot your body angle looks. Don't focus on even pleasuring the man. Focus on on making sure that you either achieve an orgasm or you just get as close to possible to like feeling like you are so turned on. You're so enjoying yourself because I promise you when you do that, you don't even realize it, but the man will notice it. And then you literally are going to look 10 times hotter because he's gonna be like, oh, this fucking bitch is in it to win it. And it's going to be better. So I know it's easier said than done, but I would really just encourage every single woman listening to this podcast, next time you go to have sex, have sex for yourself and not for the man. Okay, 
This is a really um, serious question, and I think it's important that I read this because I don't think that we've fully touched a lot on this with Call Her Daddy. Alex, this story is more serious and kind of long, but my friends told me to go ahead and submit this. I've been a daddy gang member since the beginning, so I felt it might be important to share in case other daddies have similar experiences. My senior year of high school, I was in a really toxic relationship that completely screwed with my vision of what sex should be through sexual assault and coercion. I was at my lowest of low, and through this rough period, I looked forward to hearing the show every week. After getting out of the relationship and beginning weekly therapy, I started to work on myself, which was really hard to do because I had to see him every single day of that year and the following summer because we worked at the same place, and no one knew except for a couple close friends and my therapist. And even though I couldn't even sit close to a man without having a panic attack, and the idea of sex disgusted me for months following, I still listened to Call Her Daddy every single week without fail. Over the course of that summer, after my senior year, Call Her Daddy helped me come to terms with sex and what happened. The show helped me so much to get to a better place with myself. It's now a year later, and I have become so confident and empowered in myself. And I have made amazing friends in college. I want you to know I look up to you for celebrating your sexuality and sharing the relationships, friendships, and hookups that come along with it. I am now so secure in myself, and I definitely wouldn't have been that way without your help. Love you, Father. No one really knows about this still, so I'm scared to submit this. Please keep anonymous, but just wanted to share with the daddies. Okay, this is amazing. First of all, this girl's so strong for speaking out. She's now a freshman in college. There are so many people that endure trauma, whether it's sex related, mental abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse. And I know at the surface, this show is to make you laugh and be wild and crazy. But this story I wanted to share because I want every single woman and man who listened to this podcast to know if you have had a negative experience that has affected the way you look at sex, if you can speak on it, speak about it, then you can manage it. And that's why I'm so happy. Like this girl saying she's she got into therapy. She shared with some close friends. I think there is such a negative stigma around therapy and mental health. It's like when you start a new job, you go through orientation, because you have to learn new things. What is it people think you shouldn't learn and continue to learn about your mental health? It's your emotional IQ. It's one of the most important things we have. And some people think you shouldn't continue to be educated on it. It's the same thing as like you can physically have sex, but that doesn't mean you have intimacy through that sexual experience. It's the same thing as anything else. There are different levels to it. So focusing on your mental health Never, ever let someone tell you you should feel ashamed for nurturing that relationship with yourself and that connection. I think this girl is so fucking strong for coming forward. It's like anyone that's ever experienced that kind of abuse. There is hope. It doesn't mean that sex will be ruined um, for the rest of your life. But I really do believe the first step is getting help. And therapy is not a bad thing at all. I go to fucking therapy. I gladly admit that. I think it's a healthy thing to talk about. Um, I'm so fortunate having a mom as a psychologist. And she's always normalized it to me. But I am very aware that there are some homes that people are raised in where that's taboo and and it's don't talk about your feelings don't address these things so I I mean I think that obviously we could have someone um on this podcast even to talk more about it with me so I know it's a little bit more deep of a question but thank you so much for sharing all right daddy gang that is it for this week I am so fucking excited because Lauren is coming on the show next week. Um, She's actually going to come downstairs to my basement. She came home to Pennsylvania for the weekend Um, and we are going to get wild. We're going to have my dad make us some margaritas. We're going to get a little frisky and wild. There's so many fucking stories that need to be told. Um, I know that for so long, everyone was like, okay, you and Sophia have a third roommate. Like, who is she? What is she doing? And why the fuck isn't she on the show? There was a reason she wasn't on the show for a while. And I was shocked when she was like, yeah, I'll come on. I was like, Lauren, 
Laren? I call her Laren. Um, so she's super excited for you guys. Make sure you DM me questions that you want us to address with Lauren. Um, I love you guys. You dirty little slutty whores. I fucking love you. All right. Go have some sex. Be safe. Wear a mask. And just remember, I'll see you fuckers next Wednesday.